We're excited to chat with Alexa, one of the women behind Good Juju. If you haven't had the pleasure of trying Good Juju yet, they make all natural, plastic-free, home and body care products that are good for you and good for the planet too. And they work. Join LJ and I with special co-hosts Corey and Betty on today's chat. So Alexa, you, you're based in Vancouver and then yeah. your partner is based in Toronto? Yes. Yeah. Well, how did you guys, like, how did Good Juju start? Like, where did you guys meet? How did you get to where you're, you're at today? Yeah. So we, um, we both actually started, um, well, come from very long careers in the natural health industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lisa's background is in, um, she was with a company called Genuine Health, which sells supplements like the original greens supplement is like Genuine Health. Um, and she was their director of um, VP of marketing for nine years, but she did also a lot of like other stuff. Like she basically helped run the company and my background is also in natural health, but on the retail side of things. So my family owned um, natural grocery stores um, throughout BC. Um, We owned them for 26 years. And so I was kind of involved in it since I was, yeah, like a kid doing every job that you can imagine in a store. And, um, and then we sold them in 2019, but Lisa, our store bought a lot of genuine health products. And so we became really good friends throughout our, our previous careers. And then when we were in the process of selling our company, Lisa was in the process of leaving her job and she, um, she came to visit me and was, and said, you know, I've always wanted to start my own business. I want to start a business that's run and owned by women because our industry as almost every industry is, is dominated by males. And we were like, we wanted, so she said, do you want to do it with me? I don't want to do it alone. I want to have a partner. And, and at the time um, I was leaving a family business, which I'm sure you can all imagine selling your businesses is very like emotional. There's a lot going on. Um, So it took about six months for us to actually like get together and decide that we were going to go into business together. And we were both, um, because of our previous careers, like really passionate about the planet and the environment. Um, both of our businesses were the first B Corps. I don't know if you know what B Corps yes, are. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so ours was the first retailer B Corp in Canada and hers was the first supplier wow. B Corp in Canada. So we both come from very long kind of like sustainability <laughs> backgrounds as well. And we're both very passionate about the planet and 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 sustainability in general. So, so we knew that our business had to be something that was good for the planet. Um, and that's kind of all we knew when we went into it. And that's yeah. awesome. And, and you are, are you based in Vancouver? Yes. So I, she, she's in Toronto. And has it always been that way? Like you guys have created everything from a distance? Yeah. Wow. I know it was really crazy. I went out to see her December 2019, and that was our first meeting. Pre COVID, like, lucky. Yeah, right before COVID, and it was like, let's start a business. Okay, I'll come and see you. And what are we gonna What are we gonna do? And then we decided on shampoo and conditioner bars to start with because we were both using shampoo and conditioner bars, but neither of us loved the product. It was more about just trying to do better for the planet. So she has a very strong background in product formulation and she's like, we can make this better. And, and so that's why we came up with shampoo and conditioner bars to start with anyway. So yeah, so our first meeting was in Toronto 
2019 and then we were supposed to have another meeting in Toronto uh, March 2019 then, 2020 the world <laughs> shut down and we didn't see each other again until this year that's insane <laughs> awesome I didn't realize that you guys your company was so new because you you guys are your products are so amazing it's I I just assumed that it was around for so long and I just like found it miraculous you know like oh cool but oh my god like the packaging the branding yeah. social media it images it's so clear and streamlined mm-hmm. and your yeah. message like it's just so easy to sell because you, everything I'm always just like everything from you know production to packaging is all sustainable is all you know green and so I was like oh my god I love that <laughs> Yeah. Curious, did you guys outsource like any of that stuff, like packaging, uh, manuf- obviously like manufacturing, and was that done locally or was that done like other somewhere else? Yeah, so we um, we both come from marketing backgrounds. Um, like I was in marketing in my old company, and Lisa has been a marketer for her whole career. So we decided right from the beginning we were going to over invest in marketing. So I think we've spent a lot more money than we probably should have. But we did outsource the branding and the packaging was another um, women owned, woman-owned company in Vancouver called Arithmetic Creative. Um, and they are, they're amazing at what they do. Um, and they only do, like their focus is also on sustainability, but also on women. And they, yeah, the process is long with them. And it was, you know, it was a big investment for us because we're brand new, but, um, but I think it was worth it in the end. And then in terms of packaging, um, we, it's just, it's, we've run into a lot of challenges with packaging given COVID and things like that. So we were, we were sourcing it overseas and now we're trying to source it in Canada because shipping is so expensive overseas and everything is delayed. Like we ordered our last packaging. Um, I think it was in March and we still haven't received it yet. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. So it's like, they just emailed actually today and said that it will be ready for shipping soon, but it's like, oh so we've kind of been learning as we go, but there's a lot of challenges. And one thing that we have found is just because of COVID and the things that have happened with the supply chain on every level, that sourcing things locally is actually better for the business which I would not have thought of originally mm-hmm. yeah in terms of our products we make we we have started out outsourcing the production of everything we're trying to bring it in-house now so um so we're setting up our own manufacturing facilities and we are currently making our own bars so that has been a big shift lately um but this way we have a bit more control over again like even trying to book a production time with our old manufacturer was like two months in advance. And we don't have any flexibility. Like if we wanted to do a custom product or like a seasonal product or a whatever, like we couldn't do any of those things. So, so we're bringing that manufacturing in house right now. Wow. That's exciting. Is it going to be here or is it going to be on the East side? It's, it's going to be on the East coast. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Just cheaper. Like everyone does it all on the East coast. I'm like, is it just naturally cheaper there or? I don't know. Like being new to Vancouver, I feel like nothing can be more expensive than living and working here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) crazy. 
how much things cost here. So yeah. I, th I think a lot of things are less expensive out there, but we do have our warehouse here. So we do all of our shipping and storage and facility wow. and that kind of stuff here. Oh, nice. So we're kind awesome. of really split like between the two coasts. Yeah, that's pretty good though. Um, how did you come up with the name? Um, we came up with the name because we wanted to use the word. We, we were like just tossing ideas back and forth about what kind of, well, we, we set out our core values to start. Like what are our company's core values? And they all seem to have the word like good in them somewhere, like good to the planet, good to, good to our communities, like good ingredients for the greater good. Um, and so we we're like, okay, well, it would kind of be a good fit or natural to have the word good in, in our name. And then we'd read this article randomly about like why goop, like why Gwyneth Paltrow decided to name her company goop. And they were like, Oh, well words with like two O's in the middle do better on Google and things like this. So we were like, Oh, okay, we'll call it, we'll have the word good in it. And then we were trying to find something that went well with good and, just kind of tossing out random phrases that we kind of liked and knew and and juju happened to be mean like good energy good karma goodness coming back to you like if you do good you get good back and things like that so that's kind of how the name was was it works yeah i love it it's brand and then because i found you guys on bulletin i believe yeah which so is i was like please be a canadian company because one it's really really hard to find good, cool, local, uh, you know, sustainable brands. Um, and so it makes my whole core values for my studio really hard in terms of my shop, because my shop is ideally local. Yeah. Um, so I want to say 90% of our items that I sell are local. And, and cool. so when I came across yours, I was like, please be from Canada. And then you guys were. And I was like, oh, my God, the branding is beautiful. <laughs> the name is just like right up my alley like oh, awesome yeah. well I'm really happy that that you like the products and that they're selling at your you know at your studio and stuff yeah well but I've I've tried a few shampoo bars and I'm not a huge fan of natural I wasn't a huge fan of natural shampoo bars mainly because I find the conditioner I have really like ratty hair so I found the conditioner would never clean out properly or would never condition properly mm -hmm. so then I tried yours when I bought it and I was like oh my god this is actually really good shit <laughs> like yeah. I was like well needs to buy this thank you yeah we I, I think like I also have hair that's like really overly processed and damaged and like doesn't work with anything mm -hmm. and so when we were going through this process we spent the most time actually on the conditioner because I was like I've tried so many bar conditioners that you'd like it either like nothing comes off or like it kind of like tangles your hair or like rips it yeah yeah and so Lisa actually had a connection with um, a naturopathic doctor who's also like a researcher. He's more of a researcher now and he's done research on like amazing stuff like what happens to your brain in nature, what happens to like really focusing on like the gut microbiome. He's lecture lectures at Harvard and things like this. And so he has consulted on all of our formulas and like given us the, I, the kind of different unique ingredients that we used. So I'm very grateful that we were able to use his help. Um, and he suggested things like, like, like mushrooms and wow. like mushroom extracts, which I've taken internally. Me too. Because, yeah. From like the natural health industry, like mushrooms are amazing. Like they can fix, 
so many things, but I didn't know that you should put them on your head and they're really good for your scalp, for your scalp. And they can like, like one of our bars has chaga mushroom in it and I've had chaga tea and chaga, all these things, but they've like in vitro studies, like in labs, chaga has actually been clinically proven to regrow hair better than Rogaine. So it's like, I'd use it and I'm not going to say it like regrows your hair like crazy, but you know, it's, it's just really cool that there's those, those ingredients in nature. And then he was like, you should put it in your bar. Like, you know, Amazing. that's like yeah, perfect for like postpartum moms who are like yeah. lose their hair, you know, or like, like people that are, moms really like it. Yeah, or people with like that are recovering from chemotherapy that have lost their hair. Wow, yeah. that's so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he helped us formulate them, and then we also used a hairstylist. Our man, or our first manufacturer yeah. that we're that we're kind of we're still using, but we're moving also away from a bit is a hairstylist, like for like forty years. So wow. he was able to just be like, okay, well, this will work on like you have to have this ingredient in, otherwise. Cause it can be good for your hair, hair and scalp. But if your hair looks like, you know, not very nice when you're done, it doesn't really, no one's going to buy it again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which product is, or which, um, which one is it that has the mushroom? Is it the scalp? So they all have two mushrooms. They all have two mushrooms in them, snow mushroom and turkey tail mushroom, which are good for like just general hair scalp health. And then the oily fine bar has the chaga in it as well. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. It's just good to know, right? It helps sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Cause I didn't know like anything about hair before I started this. Like I didn't know that if, if you typically have like fine hair, which is what I have, like, like really, like I don't have like thick hair and it's like, I have a lot of it, but it's fine. Then you get more oily because you don't have as much hair to kind of like distribute yeah. the oil. And then if you don't have as much hair, then maybe you'd like want more hair. So then we put the chocolate mushroom in that one. That's awesome. <laughs> so like, yeah. So yeah. How did you guys get into, um, I'm just looking cause like I've been using the laundry strips yeah. lately. So how did you guys get into like laundry? Cause like, you guys were focusing on hair care. Was like laundry something you guys always like had a vision for, or was it something you just like, why don't we get into this? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I think that we, Originally, we, well, what our overall goal is, is eventually when we can, you know, afford it, um, is to have a zero waste replacement for every like daily product that you use in your house. So kind of those things that you use in, on a daily basis in your daily routines that are currently in plastic or in an unsustainable kind of container, we wanted to take that and make it zero waste. But we're working very slowly because we've learned that it's very expensive to start a new business and launching a new product is way more expensive than we ever thought. Um, so we started with the shampoo and conditioner bars and our, our plan was to very quickly branch out into like a soap bar, a body bar, a shave bar, a men's bar, um, a children's bar. And then we wanted to do um, so that would be kind of like the bathroom, like a shave bar. And then we want to move into the kitchen and do like dish dish soap and like everything that you can imagine in the kitchen and the laundry room. But we did the shampoo and conditioner bars and then we had this opportunity um, almost like fall into our laps with the laundry strips. Um, and so we decided that we would just launch like start with those two products even though they don't totally work together. Um, just because we could see that there was, I think, a lot of potential with laundry strips. Like they're they're a very easy swap, and um, 
and there weren't a lot of companies doing it at the time. And so we were no space on your shelf. <laughs> I, say, I used to buy the big Costco things, like the jugs. And now it's just like this little envelope that just yeah. doesn't even take up space. And I could just wedge it on my like shelf there. And it's like, oh, I could put more stuff here. I just cleared up so much space. Yeah, yeah. it is sad. And it smells so nice. And I swear, I swear to God, I was like, my clothes came out brighter. And I'm like, is it? Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I swear my clothes came out brighter. <laughs> as long as you follow the instructions, your clothes will come out extra clean. I swear. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that's kind of how we got into that. And then, and yeah, we're still working on other products, trying to formulate them. And, but it's just a matter of having any money. Well, what do you find has been the biggest challenge, like with the business? Would you say it was like the money or just like the impact of COVID, supply chain? Uh, definitely supply chain and money, I think. Like, and I think that they're related to each other because we, um, we started out with, a, we got a really nice loan from the bank to start, which was awesome. Um, I think that they were looking for women and they were looking for sustainable businesses. So we checked like so many boxes off of what they, I think were kind of like mandated to go and lend money for. So we had two banks actually offering us money at the beginning and we were like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is going to be so easy. Hi. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so we got a, a loan from the bank and, and then I think we didn't like, we just didn't realize how quickly money goes in a business. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, so bad when you see it. You're like, ah! so, so, it's so, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and then, but then we quit like right as soon as we started to plan our launch, like our manufacturer closed down because all manufacturers at that time, I don't know if you remember, but there were so many factories that had to stop whatever they were making and make hand sanitizer. Yeah. So our fa- our manufacturer who is in Ontario was forced to close down and just make hand sanitizer. So our launch was delayed because of that. And then like I mentioned issues with our packaging, like we, our first set of packaging took forever to arrive. So then we couldn't actually like start selling into stores um, for a lot longer than we thought. And, and then, you know, just, I think those, those, we still are facing those same challenges. Like when we're trying to order raw materials to make the products, it's very expensive. Shipping is so expensive. Yeah. Shipping online orders to people, shipping to retailers. Like it's very expensive. Yeah. 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 You're like for charging so much for shipping, but you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to go broke if I don't charge you shipping. Yeah. Like we get so many comments on, on, on online from people like messages that are like, you know, it's not right that you're making money off shipping or like, why are you charging $10 for shipping? And it's like, that's the cheapest package that we send anywhere. Like if I'm in Vancouver and I send a package down the street, it's $10 and 49 cents. If I'm sending it anywhere else, it's like $15. So we're paying an extra money to send the package. And that's like a tiny envelope like this big. You're ordering something bigger. It's even more. So it's just those like costs for a small business are so. Oh yeah. Totally. So I think those are some of the biggest challenges. And then obviously like we're both, um, we're both moms and like, I'm, a, I'm on my own most of the, like a lot of the time, like over half the time. And Lisa's like is on her own. So we're both kind of doing this, trying to raise our kids and be moms and also work like, 60 hours a week and I think that finding the balance is all in the same boat oh god yeah 
talk to you. And is it just you and your business partner doing everything basically? No. So it, we hired one other person who's done our, um, who does our website, social media, photography, advertising. Oh, that's amazing. Store and that kind of thing. Uh, um, and I find then- that's the biggest part of, like, of running a business is like, just the social media and maintain like website. It takes up so much of your time and energy to plan and then execute. So, yeah. Yeah. And to be like coming up with something new all the time is yeah, it's so exactly. hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we hired a salesperson in, wow. I don't know. I think it was maybe like at the end of the summer, just because we weren't able to go out and get any new accounts because we were both our, our warehouses were in our houses. And so we were like taking orders, packing orders. It was just like, I was working all day and then I would get my son and then I'd put him to bed and then I'd work until like 10 or 11 at night packing orders. And there was still no time to like try and get any new accounts. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we have to hire somebody that can go try and get new accounts for us because otherwise we're never going to grow and we're just going to be stuck in this kind of cycle. So we hired her and she's, she's been awesome. And then, and then we ended up having to get a warehouse um, at the end of, at the beginning of November. So this is our first real month with the warehouse, because like I said, we had all of our products in our houses and my house, I could not have fit. Like, I don't have a big house. Obviously it's like Vancouver and like my house is, <laughs> it's not a, b- a big space. So to try and store all of our products in our house and live in the house. Like there was like, there was just no room left. And so and I know that struggle. Yeah. yeah. I know that struggle with like, cause I do clothing like, um, and it just, I just have boxes of inventory and there's just stuff just sitting around. And so I ended up having to get a little studio, but even still, like, I feel like they're running out of space in that studio, but I totally relate. And like, it was hard to work cause everything was just everywhere. It wasn't organized. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, I don't want to pack an order because I don't know where to find the extra like packing or like extra like packing envelopes or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, so stressful. Or your your kids start touching things and you're like, don't touch that. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I find it stressful. They're like, what's this? Can I play? I'm like, no, don't touch it. Yeah. My, my son used to come in here like and grab my all my packing tape and like tape his bedroom door shut with his friend. So I would come home and I'd be like, where is, oh, I don't have any tape. Like take stickers. They would take like my stickers that I put it and like they would just put stickers everywhere. And then when I needed stickers, they were just like all over and like different packaged, like different bins. And it's like, stop touching my stickers. It's like, can I put a sticker here? It's like, oh my God, just leave it alone. Yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> it's just, being at home, I find it's harder, though, just to have anything with work sometimes with the kids because you can't concentrate as much as you want. Totally agree. I, I totally agree. Right? Like packing orders and then they're like, can I? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's not efficient. And, it's, and then you're, you can never, like, leave work. That's what I find, too. Sure. Well, I think that's the case anyways. It's probably an entrepreneur, like, you play you never stop thinking about it and then it's it's just always there but it's especially always there when you're like I can't walk through my hallway because I have yeah laundry strips everywhere <laughs> like you know and if like people want to come over and my mom would be like, I'm like no you can't she's like let me help you I'm like no don't touch it 
Like, yeah. you know, I won't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did you? So about community, you and your community or the brand community, do you get to hang out with customers or meet customers or do events or pop-ups or markets or are you totally behind the scenes and letting like your team handle that kind of stuff? Um, well, I would like to do more. Um, we haven't because I think of COVID and just lack of resources. Um, we did sign up for a pop-up in, um, in two weekends from now in Gastown. Oh, cool. Um, but I think we've been so just like heads down trying to just make it through every day that we haven't really done that kind of stuff yet. But yes, I, I think it's so important. Um, just from my previous career, um, we built like our entire business on grassroots marketing and getting really involved with the community and going to every event, being at every like whatever it was, if someone asked for like a donation or if someone asked for a table or anything, we would always be there. And then um, I think that's why we did really well. And I think when you look at the fact that there's so much competition and, and there's, um, well, we were in retail, but there were so many places to go and buy groceries because we were a grocery store. You can buy online, you can get click and click, but what, but I think, um, that being so involved in your community and getting like that recognition, people start to want to buy from you mm. and, and they're, there's a group of people that are like they don't want to support Amazon and they don't want to support, you know, the big box stores. And so connecting with them through those events, I think is really important. So it's so true. Having that presence, presence in the community, yeah. it's just building those connections and, and meeting the customers. Like I do think it's so important, like getting to know the customers. And then I think you learn a lot more about what products are working and what aren't working because yeah. once you get that feedback from them, like, how do you guys get feedback from your customers or on how often? Like, is it just through like, you're saying like people would message you with some feedback, but do you guys have like a, like a more formal process where you guys like reach out to people every so often? Um, well, we send, we have a, a number of ways. So obviously like social media, we get a lot of messages and people um, inquiring about things or letting us know about things, but we send out an email um, about, I think 21 days after a purchase is made or a purchase has shipped maybe. So it gives the person enough time to like try the product out and it's it's asking for a review um, and for feedback. So we get a lot of responses with that. And I think that's why we've got so many reviews on our products um, in just such a short time. So if I would highly recommend sending out an email asking for a review because there's, I don't, wouldn't, unless I was like obsessed with a product I don't think I'd ever just go and like organically reach out and be like, I'm going to make a review. But because we sent out that email and it's like a, just a cl two clicks, we get a, like a lot of reviews. Is this something that's automated that you guys do on your end or is it something more manual? Like through mail, like automated through MailChimp where you schedule it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we use Klaviyo. Oh, everyone uses that now. I find that one. My brother keeps telling me to. My brother does like my web and all of that. And he's like, you should look into this. This is what all the bigger brands are using. And it's like, uh, what's, what's, the, have you used MailChimp before? And what do you find? To be honest, I've never used either of them. Um, but Max, who is our guy that does like all of our website and social media and things like that, he's been in digital marketing for a long time. And he was the, he said he looked into a number of them before we started the company and he recommended Clavio. Yeah, so I keep, he I keep is. popping up. So, yeah. 
The other thing that we started to do is we send out an email right as soon as someone places an order. They get an order confirmation email, but it sounds more like a, um, it's like, hey, you're awesome. Thanks so much for, for, um, for, um, for joining our mission to prevent plastic bottles. Well, there's some text to it. It sounds more conversational. And then it's signed by Lisa and me. And a lot of people think that we're actually sending them a personal email. So we get a ton of responses and they start writing and they give us their feedback on the product that way as well. People send us like, here's my top five comments that I wanted to share with you about your product and things that improved. And that's also a way for that. Like you guys are connecting with your community. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I should try that. Yeah. 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 Automated. So it's very easy. Like we don't. What are some other tools that you guys are using, like um, for your business? Um, I guess like um, for marketing, um, shipping. Yeah. What do we use? So we we use we do our email. We do the social media ads, which are which we're finding lately are not really. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we've kind of hit like we went like this and then now we're going to like this which is kind of frustrating but we are using somebody that helps us I find social media so draining though it's like a hit and miss right like I've had my business like the new beginnings postpartum for 14 years and never did I have social media and I thought now people are like social media social media build 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 and I'm like no, I don't find that. My business came off from word of mouth. It's like really building my community of moms. So all my moms, for some reason, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. But products is such a different ball game. Like, I really have to like, work hard, but I still find with social media, it's still not doesn't get my sales as much as like talking to my moms to get them to buy it, you, you know, but yeah. It's like when people say, oh, Instagram is my biggest selling point. I'm like, how? Yeah. It's, it sucks for me. <laughs> like, it just really does. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person. So when I'm in markets, I can sell it no problem. But social media, I'm like, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> I feel like if you, if you have that community and they're like referring you and that's kind of like the business, obviously, that you have. So that's so much mm-hmm. better. <laughs> because yeah. Because of social media, you're just throwing something out there and then the algorithm changes and then it, it doesn't even, nobody sees it. And you've spent like five hours creating this ad and then you have to <laughs> it again right away because like okay. you clicked on it. Yeah. Like, right? I hate so it. so draining. Yeah. I hate it too. My kid, he's 14. He's like, mom, you got to get up to date with it. And I'm like, I'm a dinosaur, okay? And I just want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> You do. I uh, really am a dinosaur. I'm like, what is this app? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so I, hard to keep up with this millennial mom. It's like, I can't keep up with you women. I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> not... <laughs> it's not awesome. one of those. When you guys I, are my daughter. Uh, your markets, are you, will it be you doing the market or, oh, that's awesome. Are yeah. you thinking of signing up for any more for the holidays? Like, I just think you guys, you would sell like. Yeah, I don't know where they are, like, uh, because I'm so new here. Um, oh, you moved to Vancouver? Yeah, I just moved here um, in a, a year ago. Oh, where were you before in Ontario? I was in Vernon in the Okanagan. Oh, wow. 
because yeah. okay. um, East Side Flea, I don't know if they're still taking um taking any new right, down, hang on. Yeah. My phone. Okay, East Side Flea. Well, I think you would do really, really well. I don't know if you know the local brands, Midnight Paloma and um Bloom. Um, not the tea bloom, yeah, but like Bloom the they sell like skincare products. Okay. But they both started at Eastside Flea and they're both huge companies. Okay, awesome. I'll look it up. Thank yeah. you. It, it, it has such a cult following, mm-hmm. that flea market, and I think good doo doo just fits like right in there. Okay, thanks. Yeah. You, you should also look at Portobello. That's a good one, too. I think you would do really well. They're, they're always at yeah. um, Olympic Village. Oh, okay. I wrote them down. Thank you. Yeah. And that, another really good one, it's a smaller one, but I, I used to live out there. Corey lives there, but New West is all about like a lot of new moms there and they do like the supporting the local brands, the New West craft, but I would do that one in the summer. That might be a better one okay. in the summer. There's one too that, um, there's one at Brentwood, like where they have, um, they do a food truck festival, but they also do um, like vendors and they have a big one for the holidays. And I think it's like thir- like every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in December, they do like a night, they're doing a night market there. Wow. Yeah. Where's, is Brentwood and Burnaby? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's like in the new, it's like this new, like newly developed area. And like, they've okay. got like a shopping, a really good shopping, shopping mall movie, but they, they have this big open space where it attracts a lot of people in the summertime, but they do, it's a Christmas market that they're doing there this year. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I think those are like amazing if I can get into any of them and doing, yeah, we don't have, we don't have very, like really many staff to like do events. Plus I think it's more important. Like it's means so much more if you go yourself. So we can always email you if we hear of any more. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. There, you know, I'm, I know there's a couple of them coming up for spring and summer. Oh, Corey, what's that one that we were thinking of doing? Oh, the high gate. In um, Abbotsford, you, it's a little shop, but you can do it with like a few local vendors and everybody pays a certain amount. But I think it was like 350 to rent for the day. And then people just come and shop lo- lo- locally into this little shop. It's really cool. cute. And it's super busy there. A lot of local brands have gone in there, like at least three to okay. four of them. And then they just share the cost. And I've talked to them and they've done really well there, like really cool. well. Thank you. Okay, I'll look into all of these. And if, yeah, if you ever have any suggestions, I would love to know. Yeah. How did you guys all meet and form this, this group of women? Like, it was forced. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 We're tied down together. One of like Barb throws these wellness or like restorative retreats for women. Um, and then she usually asks all of us to be vendors. So, <laughs> and then that's how I met. Uh, is that how I met you, Betty? I think so. I think that's oh, how we, I met. Yeah, we met. So it started in the pandemic. Barb and I and Sarah, you haven't met her. Um, she's a part of this accountability as well. We were just talking about the struggles that we were all going through. And we started those Sunday mornings. And then... Um, Barb hosted um, an event in the summer, and then that's where LJ came in after that. And then we just started growing from there. And then Corey just joined us um, about a month ago. Yeah. 
but I feel like I've met each of them individually, like in their own. And then they're all like, I met Betty actually like what, six years ago, randomly, like on the sidewalk <laughs> on the street. and then LJ, I know you knew my sister and I was going to your studio and then Barb, I went to one of her events and then everybody would just knew each other. And yeah. Oh, cool. really, yeah. And the and entrepreneur mom uh, community. We all kind of just like found our ways to each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm looking for a group. I need to find my people. Yeah, you just, you find your people, right? Even yeah. at the retreats, I'd have to say the people who attend or who teach the yoga, meditation, Pilates, everybody's kind of on the same vibe, same wavelength. Most, I think most of them are moms, not everybody's moms, but, um, and then everybody just wants to support each other. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, maybe you can come to this event or there's this event or let me introduce you to this person. So it's just a natural, organic way of things growing just with people on the same vibe. That's so cool. Yeah. Like businesses used to do networking events, except those are way too stuffy for us. So we're like, yeah. Just drink or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Zoom's made that so much easier now to just network. Yeah. Um, I did If there was like anything that you felt like you, you know, you spent your money well on this, and you know, highly recommend if you were going to dump a ton of money into something in your business, what would it be? Uh, well, I think that even though it's been painful, the I think the um, the branding, I would spend the money on it again because, and and the marketing, like the we did a photo shoot at the beginning. We've um, and I think that putting the money into those areas has has made a lot of businesses like like yours, LJ, like notice the brand and it has it stand out, like. We got, for example, we got, um, we got listed at Indigo, which is huge, huge for us. And we sent them a cold email. Like we, we only had the email address. We didn't even have a warm intro. They emailed us back within like 35 minutes and then listed us right away. And they said that it was because of the branding and we're not in the stores. We're just online, but even to have that opportunity, their order was the biggest order that we'd ever received. We've still oh. ever received. And so I think that without spending all that time and energy and resources on the branding, mm-hmm. we, we may not have come up with something that would have kind of stood out like, like it does. So I always thought that you need like a PR company to get into those, like those bigger box or like into those retail companies. Cause like I've been talking with, like I always talked to PR companies before and they're like, yeah, we can help you get into like, X like these stores and it's like and it's a lot of money like to invest up front so it's great to know that you could just do it just wow like yeah. organically but you I have to agree though yours will like stands out mm-hmm. others because yeah. wow. oh, well done <laughs> it is it is it's beautiful yeah yeah so I would I would do that again and then I think that would be the main thing nice. yeah yeah, I don't know. Did anyone else have any questions? Yeah, like with hiring people, like you were saying, you hired um, someone to do your social media website marketing. Like, was that from the very, that must have been from the very beginning, like a need that you guys identified that you had to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, was that person like a full time person that you brought on, or was it more of like a part time? Yes. So, we brought on um, Max, who's like, we think he's kind of been with us from day one, um, and we knew him previously. 
uh, and he's just like absolutely amazing. And he does the work of like three people. So he is full time, but we wouldn't be able to do like this without him because neither of us have expertise in, in web. And, um, but he also does everything. Like he built our photography backdrops. He painted them. He like, he, oh. Max doesn't do Max is amazing yeah and so he has been full-time from the beginning and I think that I would I would have invested in that again because we couldn't have done it with the two of us with how much we wanted to grow and and how many accounts we wanted to get and etc etc like it wouldn't I think we would have failed without him his help so you guys set some goals like about like how many accounts you wanted to land like close per month yeah and like really push towards that yeah yeah we set it well we set a sales goal for the year which we are way under <laughs> but but we're still very happy with like i think we'll be happy with where we ended up but we set our like very aggressive sales targets for ourselves and that included new accounts and i think that we have been successful like i think we have um 180 stores oh wow that's selling our products and across canada and the us and i and so that I think that has exceeded our goals, but just the numbers have not mm. yet. But we needed the resources to get there. So, do you, sorry. Um, do you find are, is it Bulletin the only one that you're on? Or are you guys on Fair as well? Or we're on Fair as well. And Bulletin, we've had I think four accounts through Bulletin, and then we've had like thirty-four five accounts through Fair. Well, fair's bigger, right? Like fair, though I I I'm grateful for the accounts that they've gotten for us or that we've gotten through there, but they we we lose money on all of our orders through fair because they take such a big commission. And for us, like our our margins right now are not very strong. So that's like one reason why we're bringing the manufacturing in-house because the margins that we're making are not sustainable. So on fair, we lose money with every order, which which really sucks. <laughs> And most of them are U.S. that reach out through those. So we wouldn't have even known about them in the first place. Yeah. 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 Well, that's Yay. good to that's it. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank um, you guys. Spending the morning with us. <laughs> no, and by yourself. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank, you me. thank you. I would love to come to one of your retreats. So if you, uh, when you have another one, can you... Well, definitely. Actually, I was going to tell LJ, but we'll reach out to you later. We're going to be doing a cool, um, like a metaphysical healing wellness kind of shopping get together event, hopefully in cool. the springtime. So I feel like if you guys, if good juju is interested, then we can like have you guys there. But we'll we send you more you. Yes, <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much. It was so fun to get to know Thank you. Sorry, thank okay. you. It was great to meet you. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Bye. See ya. Take care. And that's a wrap on another chat with an inspiring woman-owned business, Making Moves. To check out all the goods Good Juju has to offer, head to hellogoodjuju.com. That's hello, good, G-O-O-D, juju, J-U-J-U.com. We'll see you next Tuesday.